Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Self-Published Wrong Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Pearson, and I'm joined today by my husband. Hi, I'm Nolan. And we also have a guest today. What's your name? My name's Josh. Have we had you on our podcast before? Well, I'm not the baby, so... The baby? Oh, last week. <laughs> Did you like his heavy breathing? Yes. <laughs> I, even cut out, I even cut out some of the heavy breathing because it was People way People don't heavy. mind my heavy breathing, so why would they mind his? <laughs> Probably because he's a baby. No, they would mind it less because he's a baby. They're more forgiving of babies than they are Depends adults. And how single they are. <clears throat> oh, goodness. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, so, Nolan, what are your updates? I haven't done anything since the last podcast. <laughs> I know. We have actually had quite a crazy week. We went yeah. to buy a car, and we spent like all day Monday and, and didn't, didn't buy, a, buy car. a car. Yeah. I think that's pretty traditional for a lot of people. Car it was not fun. the worst. It is my least, one of my least favorite things in the universe. I enjoy it, but I enjoy shopping for houses and no one doesn't. And I like looking at apartments and I'm, but the car shopping, it's fun if you don't find a lemon, which we did. And that was not fun. Monday was not fun, but I do enjoy it if it ends up buying a car that we're going to use. Car shopping is so bad because you spend so much time trying to figure out which model you even want. And then by that point, you have to then look at so many different cars. This is what I did. I said to my brother, which car should I get? And he said, you should get this one. And these are the reasons why. And I was like, why should I get that one? He goes, well, because this. And he did all the research for me because yeah, he already so had it in my brain. His when brain. I do that, he responds with, here's three different cars that are good. And then I spend like six hours reading about each one. And I still can't decide. <laughs> Just close your eyes and choose one well, at random. He tried to get us to buy a van. And I'm like, we're going to be towing things and we're going to be off-roading. We, we're not going to use it. We're Vans are the worst. Van. You don't want to be lumped in that demographic. They're... No offense, van drivers. <laughs> There, we didn't want a van. Um, and he was like, but vans, you'll get great, great gas mileage. I'm like, yeah, but you can't. We want to be able to tow things. Yeah, but it's a van. Go. I know. We want to be able to go off-roading. And Nolan's family is always like, what? when are you guys getting a van? When are you getting a van? I'm like, just because you own vans and you're retired almost doesn't mean everybody needs to own a van. So when's Nolan getting a truck? <laughs> Never. This is as close as I'll ever get. You want a Jeep more, don't you? I do want a Jeep more. Anyway. But only after I quit and don't have to have a regular car because <laughs> you don't want it to break down on the way to work yeah i mean it's not for driving like commuting i don't want no, it's for having fun in the backyard yes in our backyard our backyard well, your backyard would probably suck but our, the backyard is our backyard 100 yards away is, from your home is a nature preserve so basically i mean not ours specifically <laughs> but say, like, do is it is it grass nature preserve we're adjacent yes. to it so it's, it's true much. we're not that far away like the other side two of streets the away from us yeah, yes. or the other side of the fence right there. Oh, yeah, right there. Yeah. Yeah, I thought, yeah anyway. 300 yards is just such a great hiking place. Yeah. So my my updates this week, I only did one thing, and I did it well. I, I finished writing, and I edited a story and submitted it to my editor. And, um, and you were on a secret podcast today. Oh, I was. It's not ours. It's not even, hasn't even been launched. It's called Six Figure Author and it's hosted by, them? yeah, they're fine with that. Oh, okay. It's hosted by um, Lindsay Broker and Joe Lalo and it's going live in like a week or two. And they've, I was their fourth episode that they recorded and I'm pretty excited about that one. Hmm. Um, those of you who listen to our podcast, you're already familiar with all my speech habits. So <laughs> it won't be a shock to you when I'm like, no, did I really mean to say that? No, I don't think. No, I really did mean to say that. <laughs> Josh, what are your updates? Um, I pretty much put everything on life on hold to 
try to get a better job. So I've been spending a ton of time learning job skills the last like month and a half. Um, me and my best friend applied for the same job and we're interviewing for the same job. Wait, didn't you, wasn't that the last time or is this a new one? Um, <clears throat> is that through Mike's it's company? Through Mike's company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we both spent a lot of time preparing for it and their two openings turned into one. And then we actually didn't associate much during that point. Oh yeah. I can imagine it's kind of competitious. I don't know if it was competitive. really competitive, but it was mostly just, we both didn't think we were going to get it. Just a little, and we both didn't get it. <laughs> a little cyanide, Laxative. arsenic. I was going to go much. <laughs> they, they originally scheduled... wow, it's dark. <laughs> hey, you married me for a reason. The really funny thing is, they originally scheduled us an hour apart, and we were joking about carpooling to the interview. <laughs> Jeez. Thank you for this opportunity. <laughs> but then they postponed both of us, him by a day, me by a week, and then neither. And of us that was not fun. That postponement. I remember you were like, uh, uh, I have another week of preparing. Yeah. And then just find a dead I've end job been, like me. You don't have to worry about that anymore. I've been carpet bombing the job applications the last few days. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, update on the book launch. I said last week that I'd be updating every week on it. So, um, part of the book launch to me is keeping our business floating while I'm not releasing anything. And so we did the box set and that went really well. Like it, it, even though I sold it last year and my newsletter hasn't grown all that much in the past year because I I was pregnant and not doing anything. Uh, we actually sold quite a few copies of it and that was really exciting. And I've, um, I finished the Patreon story and it's with my editor, like I said, and my next goal is to write a short, short story for the next box set, which is going to be the Mosaic Chronicles. And I still haven't started up Facebook ads again. I really, I've, I've been thinking a lot about that book cover, trying to decide if I need to do a head swap on him. I'm still not, I'm still, even with him not being gray haired. Did we talk about that on this podcast? Yeah. So I'm not going to have him be gray haired anymore, but I'm still trying to decide if I just need to put a new head on him. I just, I'm not secure about this book cover and that makes it hard for me to want to promote it. So I need to figure that out. Nolan's like, it's a good book cover. Just use it. It fits the genre. I mean, it does, but what? Putting a new head on him. So like he has two heads. Yes. He's a chimera. (laughs) And then I'll have a head on the ground. <laughs> Actually, they're called Ettens. They're two-headed giants. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that was adorable, Nolan. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> anyway. Um, no, I just give him a different, different dude's head. But the problem is that he's a bodybuilder and his neck's like huge. And so it's like when I try... Is it like thick neck? Huh? Have you never heard of thick neck? No. Oh gosh, well, I'll show you after the podcast. Okay. Anyway, so putting a normal guy's head on him, he just doesn't look normal. It just looks off. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do, honestly. Um, anyway, Nolan and I have been bouncing back and forth ideas, tons of ideas. I'm super excited. I've got a whole bunch of awesome book series that I'm going to be writing soon, but I've got to get the series done. I'm sure our listeners understand like that whole, oh, I want to write this series. I'm so excited for this one. Oh, but I've got to finish the current one. Or, or maybe they just jump back and forth between series. But anyway, um... Okay, so that's all for updates, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, you want to go ahead and give the quote? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, hold on. <laughs> did you pick it? I did. I oh, just, good. there's, yes. There's so many quotes to look at. So many. There's almost none actually left. Um, don't worry about people who talk behind your back. They're behind you for a reason. Boom. That Mic is drop. like the most basic white girl Instagram post <laughs> ever, <laughs> isn't it? so true. <laughs> That's what I thought when I read it, so. <laughs> well, Dan, in real life, it kind of 
kind of fits the movie a little bit. Oh yeah, the Dad, movie we're doing wife. today is Dan. Oh, way back, he's gotten past his dead wife. Oh geez, that's Sorry. awful. <laughs> yeah, yes. we talked about that. We we made jokes like that about uh, Return to Me. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, <laughs> what do we do here, Andrea? <laughs> Oh, you should have heard me on that episode today that I recorded, Lindsay and Joe. I was like, yeah, our our podcast. Oh, what do we talk about? Oh, I butchered it so bad. Anyway. Okay, so this is the best show for publishing and marketing tips, motivational quotes, and tons of advice and ideas on the craft of writing itself based off of great and awful movies. And what's the movie today? Dan in Real Life. Mm -hmm. Gave it away, though. I know. Have you you both seen it? Um, (laughs) Just kidding. No. (laughs) I think I did once. (laughs) Whatever. Oh, wait, that was with you guys. Yeah, Josh actually picked the movie this time. Mm -hmm. We were nice to him. We let him pick. This is my top three movies. It is a great movie. It's like Lars and and the Real Girl. Not a lot of people I know have seen Dad in real life, which is unfortunate because it is a fantastic movie. Okay, so the twip, tip, the twip, the 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 twerp. The twitch. Gosh, you're struggling. Are you having a stroke? <laughs> no, I'm not having a stroke. Is my face like slack on one side? <laughs> just, normally people like say two or three words. You say like seven. <laughs> okay. All right. So we're still talking about landing pages and Nolan's just like, Duh. his wife's having a stroke. I was going to make a joke blankly. about just the tip, but okay. <laughs> and then decided not to just want me to leave. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay. So we're still talking about landing pages. So don't put your buy or sign up button below the fold. Stop it, you two. I can't. I was going to say, just give the tip. And then I was like, I can't say that on a podcast. That's not family friendly. <laughs> Since when has our podcast been family friendly? Since it's you because of you. Most of my comments. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but there's been a few that I've not, I've totally missed. Like if anybody wants to go and listen to, should I tell them which episode? It's our most listened to one. That's probably why it's most listened they're to. Listening, they're listening. It's the scandal. It's like me. 10, 10 things I hate about you. And there's one, one part where Nolan says something very inappropriate. He says, you should probably cut that later. And I didn't. <laughs> Tell my fans out there that are making this podcast successful. Thank you. <laughs> you mean that um, episode? <laughs> that's in particular. But I mean, thank you for listening to me. Anyway, I'm going to go on to the tip and you guys are going to be serious now. I feel like I'm your mom. <laughs> Josh actually called me mom until he was like five years old. I think I was older than that. My mom was really sick while we were younger after Josh was born, and I pretty much took over being the mom. So he called me mom, and our his his older brother, my younger other brother, called me mom as well. Good times. He's Josh is eleven years younger than me. Am I? Uh huh. I've never really thought about that. Mm-hmm. Mike's eight years younger than me. Honestly, I know how far away I am between me and Daniel. And no one above that. See, I don't know how far you are from you and Daniel. Seven. Are you? Seven years? Wow. Interesting. Okay, no wonder when Lisa was out holding you, people were like, is that your baby? I mean, she was, what, 18 when I was... 15 when you were born. uh, 18 was when I could remember, so... (laughs) Slamming doors and yelling at Dad. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, going back to the landing pages tip. Wow, way too much laughing and things having to get cut. Sorry, everybody. I hope that my laughing doesn't, like... It's frustrating because I'll be talking about something funny. I'll be like, ah, and then I'll be like, okay, back to the thing. And like my voice drops and it's no, there's no segue there. Noticeable edit. Yes, exactly. 
Okay, all right, so don't put your buyer sign up button below the fold. Josh, what does below the fold mean on a website page? You're a, you're a website person. I'm a web developer, yeah. So you don't I'm not a this. designer. I don't care about that stuff. I just follow directions. Okay. <laughs> like make it look like this. Okay, I do. Yeah, you don't want them to have to scroll down to If you have to scroll down, that's below the fold. That's what it's called. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. So you want well, to have... Viewport. That's what we call it, the oh, viewport. Yeah, you want to have everything pertinent be right there. They don't need to uh, scroll down at all. Otherwise, so no giant full window videos that autoplay and make them think they can't scroll. Oh my gosh, those are so annoying. I ran into those a lot when I was a contractor. So bad. Yeah. So you don't want them to have to scroll down before they perform whatever action it is you sent them there to do. And then also don't ask for email addresses on the landing page. Uh, because, I mean, so readers know that they're going to have to give it eventually, but human psychology says if you ask them right away, you're scammy. And so a gentler approach works best. And they've actually done a lot of studies on that. Um, I have a button on my landing page that says, send me my free books. And that takes them to the other page that's called the squeeze pays page where they actually enter their email address. Um, but so this is actually, this is more advanced. If you don't have the time or the, the bandwidth right now, then don't worry about it. You can have one page that does everything, but do keep in mind that eventually you're going to want to have a landing page that has a send me my stuff or whatever button that takes them to where they put their email address in. Just a little bit of a uh, tip right there for all of you all. All right, Dan in real life, one of my favorite setups ever for a romance. In fact, I based a book on this. It's called Samara. Not gonna lie, I never thought of this as a romance because it's just so funny. It's a comedy. It is a romance, a romantic it's a, it's a comedy. I hate that. I know it's silly. Um, okay, so let's do um, Nolan. Give us our setup of the movie. One sentence. Ready, set, go. Uh, a single father of a bunch of girls meets uh, a, a hottie, a hottie in a bookstore, and they hit it off, but it ends up being his brother's girlfriend and they have to spend the whole weekend together because they're at a family reunion. That was a very long sentence, but it did, did encapsulate, encapsulate. Hilarity ensues. There's two sentences. <laughs> Hilarity ensues. Yep. And it's mostly because Dan is, Dan is so awkward. Yeah, he doesn't know how to handle it mm -hmm. at all. If you can't handle awkward humor, this movie's not for you. Yeah, but this it's not movie. even that awkward. I mean, okay. well, like him this standing is... alone and everybody shutting doors. And... Yeah, this this movie, I just there's so much to it that is just so incredibly well done that it's like such dry humor for a lot of it. Like mm -hmm. just the yeah, this uh, corn is. I'm gonna get into that later. Yeah, we'll get into we'll get into all of this later. Uh, let's talk about um, how they introduce the characters. Dan is our first one. Give us how did they introduce him to us? I love the way that they start with him because it shows that he's a single dad right away. Mm -hmm. The way that he wakes up alone, reaching for someone that's not there, but his work is there. Mm -hmm. I really like that. It really sets the mood of like, oh man, this guy's depressed. Yeah. <laughs> and it, they show that he's overwhelmed. You see that almost right away. He is very yeah. overwhelmed. He's totally in, in over his head. There's no idea how to be a single dad to two teenage daughters and a third grader. And he's a columnist for a local newspaper and like he gets up it's a family early a family that he writes and he starts you know his narration of what he's writing is yeah. the basic intro of the movie and it's a little cliched it's used a lot for a lot of different things but it works really well here because it i don't know they just set the tone right away really well that his life is like really good from the outside in but from the inside out he's pretty miserable yeah so how do they show his character i mean what all do they do to show it? The way he treats his daughters. 
Mm-hmm. He takes care of them very well. And that's a great introduction to his daughters, too, the way he acts when, you know. They do a good job of showing his rebellious daughter as well, mm-hmm. right from the get-go. Yeah, so, like, they, he, he knocks on the door and holds up a thong, and she's like, really? So we know it's not hers, and then he goes to the end of the hall, and he's like... <sighs> puts clothes down and puts it on top. Yeah, and so you know that that's the daughter that's yeah. the trouble, the hard one, you know. She's a cute t- girl, too. <laughs> a little bit later, she's wearing You Wish pants. Yeah, and he's looking, and he's like, oh, man. Um, but then they, so Jane is the responsible one. She's the one, she's, she's like, the really, you know? And then um, Lily is packing her own stuff, and that's her personality. She's like, so now you won't have to do it for me. You know, yeah. she's compassionate and, yes, independent. Which I'm like, why is he making their, their, like, why is he doing all that for them? He's doing their laundry, packing for them. I'm like. It sets the tone of the movie as well a little bit. It kind of foreshadowing what's to come that you can tell he's a little overbearing overbearing as a father especially for the teenage girls and yeah Mm -hmm. does a good job of that just Mm -hmm. by showing rather than telling i think this is very spot on for how a lot of parents feel with their kids like when their first their first child starts dating or when one starts wanting to drive you want to protect them and yeah you kind of freak out a little overreaction and if you don't let me drive i'll never learn (laughs) if i let you learn you you may may die you may not live (laughs) (laughs) or you may die or whatever yeah yeah live yeah yep um okay so then we get an introduction to his family the only one that they really really give us an intro to is his mom she's very matter of fact you get the special room you know good night sweetie i love you and she's very She's a very straightforward, matter-of-fact mother. Blunt. Yeah, very blunt. Caring and blunt. Yeah, what's wrong with you, Dan? (laughs) (laughs) The the brother is probably the next most introduced. Spends the most time in the camera shots. But not in the first opening scene. We only barely, barely see him. He's not even really character until... Not until you find out. ...who he is in relation to Marie. Yep. Yeah. And then our intro to Marie... um, so her personality, she's wanting to ease an awkward situation. She's confident, but she's wanting things to go smoothly. Right. Yeah. Um, are there introductions that you guys noticed to characters? No. No, not really. Those are the main players. I mean, there's other side characters, but they're... the officer. The, the, the brother-in-law guy. who says all the rude things. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he's I mean, he's just a very a, side character. A foil yeah. or whatever. Not yeah. foil, but... Plot point. Or, yeah. yeah. It's a very generic brother-in-law. Yeah, other characters, yeah, are there, but they don't drive the story forward in any way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just Mitch, Dan, Marie, Mom. You and Mom and and children. She's not a huge main character, but she does have a role to play, and she's noticeable and memorable. She does it. So, like, his parents play a a big role in the plot because they push him in directions, Mm -hmm. and he either responds by going one way or the opposite. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of interesting to see that. Yeah. Okay, Nolan, would you tell us the setting of the show? Uh, yes, they're in a small town in Rhode Island. New Hampshire? New Rhode Hampshire in a place. Is it Rhode Island? It's Rhode Island. It's Rhode, Rhode Island. Island. Welcome to Rhode Island. That's right. And gives him yep. a ticket. Um, where he grew up, I presume, in his parents' house. And then <clears throat> there's a bajillion people there because it's the family reunion. It's not even a bajillion compared to my family. It's like a quarter of my family. It is for the size of that house. It is. That's to be true. staying there. Yeah. So there's no privacy. There's, uh, yeah. And so... That forces Dan and Marie to be together in the same shower together, which was one of the funniest <laughs> scenes in the show. Um, and things like that, like there's just no space to like get away. Actually, they they, they show it so well when when his mom and dad are worried about him and come into the special room, into which the, is also the, the laundry, laundry room, room with and a bed try in to it. give him a talk, and everyone else just starts barging in. 
Yeah, you yeah. get to see their personalities. <clears throat> that scene is yeah. a very good scene for personalities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do give him time alone. He they tell him to go get some space at the very beginning after he gets there. And he yeah. goes to a bookstore. Yeah, and he just goes and he's like at the beach by himself, you know. Yeah. And he doesn't get much time to himself because he's busy taking care of his daughters all the time. So, yeah. but it's also not not like. But he's also also always alone. You know, so like they're like, go spend some time alone. He's like, that's all I've really been doing. I really like, I really like that as well. Because, because I don't know. I think it's not just like go do something, and he just goes and does something as well. Like furthers a plot. It does because he's supposed to go get newspapers for their tradition of playing word crossword crossword later, and And he meets Marie. He takes his sweet time doing it, and yeah, I don't know. I like little details like. Yeah, they're pretty good. They're interesting. Uh, what I noticed about the setting is it's cold, wet. There's not much to do in a, in a very isolated place. It could easily have been a horror story. Honestly, like you just flip the comedy it's over. True, with and the tone as well. Yeah, no the com- tone. Like, yeah, flip the comedy or make the comedy Or make, more. I mean, it could still be a horror with that comedy. Just have it be a horror because like it's, I mean, even the lighting they, they put on the show, you know, yeah. it's not bright and cheerful. It's like if Maria had end up, ended up dead the next day. Yeah. Ooh. And that's a murder the mystery. And that's or a when horror. the murders began. Yeah. <laughs> murder on the Orient Express. That would actually be kind of interesting. Maybe I'll write that. Except I don't write mysteries. Murder mysteries. Okay. So talk to us about the humor, both of you. Whoever wants to go first. If it's part of your takeaway, you don't need to talk about it. Um, I really like the humor. It's it's like a combination of super dry dad style humor and just incredibly awkward humor which is dad it's, humor. i was just gonna say it's, it's just all dad humor and it's and it's our family humor it is um i i really like a lot of it is very very subtle some of it is so stupid in your face not subtle that it's almost cringy yeah but it's on purpose right so yeah, it's yeah. kind of if it, 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 it some some shows some movies do a terrible job of this style of humor yeah like it takes the right tone, the right acting to actually make it. He's this sympathetic. Work. Yeah. And so you know why he's being awkward. It's not because he's gross or weird. It's <clears> because <throat> he's having a really hard time dealing with everything. Yeah. And, and processing, you know, and then like trying not to be interested in somebody, you know, that you're crushing like, on and is adjacent to you. And then the, the like first literally. the first joke that stood out to me as really setting the tone for the awkward humor is when he like she's trying to drive away and he knocks on the window oh, it's yes. just like i would even call, call say i'm sick. not calling and it's just like oh yeah. and then she drives that? away and he tries to stop her again and he's like oh uh, no and then he sits in the car he's like i had to be called i'm not calling what the heck yeah and that's pretty much their relationship for the rest of the movie yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah it's pretty good yeah, uh, I want to talk about the romance very much for a bit. It's it's very believable, and what I love about it is he's like, you can't fall in love after a few days, and then they show us exactly how yeah. you can fall in love after a few days, and it is believable, you know. She's got a boyfriend. That's not your problem, bro. <laughs> uh, kind of, sort of, it is. <laughs> um, and one thing that's very pivotal, the moment that is most pivotal for Marie is when he, okay, so Mitch and and. Um, Dan go on a double date. Mm-hmm. And when Emily Blunt's character shows interest in Dan, that's when Marie's like, oh crap, I have competition. And that's when she starts feeling realizing that. like, I don't like this. Well, yeah, she making... enjoyed having him on the hook. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's, she had two she guys that fun. were, yeah, yeah she, had, she toyed Which, with him honestly, it's kind of normal for people to be that way. You know, yeah. I mean, who doesn't want two attractive people messing around with you? Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, um, but no, seriously, like that's a pivotal moment for Marie's character when she realizes that she does not like the. Yeah, I made her jealous. Game. Yeah, it's yeah. it's also awesome because near the beginning, Mitch gives her Dan's book, and as she's reading it, she's realizing all, all the things this. I like about Mitch are actually from Dan. Yeah, and so she's realizing, and that's actually the next point I want to make. She's not in love with Mitch. No. She likes him and she tolerates him. And you can tell she's tolerating him most of the movie. He's uncomplicated in a good way. Yeah. Well, what she says is she's like, she's like, I just got out of a messy relationship. I joined the gym. He's the instructor. So she's like, he's uncomplicated in a you know good way. And he's not her type. Like he's yeah. a, ba- a rebound relationship, you know? And you can see that they don't, I mean, they mesh because they're touchy and everything, but they're not their personal. Uh, on a physical off. level, they mesh. On yes. the Mitch side as well, you can, you can tell that. Like, this isn't a particularly good relationship because Mitch is missing all of these signs that she's not comfortable with some of the things that he does. Like, he gives her a different name that she doesn't... She's yeah. like, I prefer like she Marie. She prefers Marie, but he still calls her Annie. Annie. Mm-hmm. And just all these kind of little details where you can tell that he's just wearing rose-tinted glasses for, for some stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, Which, and then the it, breakup, it breaks him up, but only for how long? He just goes straight back to... Emily Blunt's character. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And Dan's or, like, I am so, so... And Mitch is like, hold that thought. <laughs> and then goes out and gets in the car. Hey, beautiful. <laughs> hey. <laughs> That's totally his personality, too, though, you know? Yeah. Are you guys okay if we go on to trivia? Yes. Yeah. Okay, because we're after the 30-minute mark. Okay, so trivia. They improvised... They, the directors encouraged a lot of improvisation for the humor, and they improvised pretty much the entire dinner table scene. So when he says this corner is like an angel, none of that was in the script. And if you watch it, you can see Jane's character start to laugh, but the focus is on him. So you don't really notice that, but she's like, Oh, uh, <laughs> I mean that the outtakes really show that, that a lot of it was improvised. Yeah. Let's see. It's filmed in an actual house in Rhode, Rhode Island. It's not a set. And you can kind of feel that, you know, it feels like the closeness. Yes. Well, yeah, because you can't I get mean, your camera far enough away like it would be on a set mm-hmm. to make a wide shot. They made it a set, so that trivia sucks. No, it was <laughs> an actual ha- whatever. <laughs> like if they film there, it's a set. Whatever. Yeah, but I mean, it's not. <laughs> um, and the cast spent a whole a lot of time there beforehand, bonding and rehearsing, like and, they, and they did. They felt like a family, right? They're good. Yeah, I, I felt that good way. Acting. Um, the producers recruited local kids to play the nieces and nephews. Hmm. Which is why most of them don't have real IMDb pages, because they're not actors or actresses. They're just kids. Um, the actress who plays Dan's mom is only 14 years older than Steve Carell. <laughs> She's a teen pregnancy. It's not weird. <laughs> Man. Dan, I mean, Steve Carell looks really good now. I just remembered his, like, beard. His oh, I know. The way he's he's um, <laughs> aged. He's very sophisticated looking. Uh, listeners, go look up Steve Carell on IMDb. If if it's still the same picture, he's wearing a nice gray suit and he's got he's a just beard. Salt and pepper everything with yeah. nice, some nice glasses. He looks pretty awesome, honestly. He's like very distinguished. Does not distinguished. look like Michael Scott anymore. No, thank goodness too. Uh, let's see. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So Steve Carell originally wanted to be a lawyer, and when he got to the, a question on a form that said, "Why do you want to be a lawyer?" he couldn't come up with an answer. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> so he's like, okay, so I don't want to be a lawyer then. <laughs> Um, Marie, the actress for Marie, I can't remember her name, Binoche or something like that. She turned down roles in Indiana Jones, Schindler's List, and Jurassic Park. Man, she could have been an extra. 
No, she, she was, would have been the main role, the main character. She was in Godzilla instead. I know, which I'm like... She has the worst sense in movie roles, I think. Except this one. This one was a good one for her. The original Jurassic Park? Yeah, the 1993. They wanted her to be Ellie Settler or whatever, whatever Sadler. I need to watch that again. I haven't seen it forever. That's blasphemous. That would be a very different look for that character. <laughs> Tall, yeah. blonde, American woman, or a short, brunette, French woman. Yeah. Um, and this right here, this is crazy. Emily Blunt was originally cast as Black Widow. No. Um, she um, had a dropout because of Gulliver's Travels. Also Thank not worth goodness. it. <laughs> Gulliver, she's fantastic in Gulliver's Travels. No, no, she is. But, but she would have made a lot more money that's as what Black I'm saying, Widow. For her, that's she would not, not have been very good as a. No, I, I I'm actually fine with Scarlett Johansson being Black Widow. I think, I think she's she fits fine. the part better than yeah. Emily Blunt. I think uh, um, if you've ever seen Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. She does good in an action role. That was her first I one. Mean, Emily Blunt just just does not have the voice because Scarlett Johansson. Watch Edge of Tomorrow. Have you seen it? Have you seen yes. Edge? Okay. I, I, she's very good in that. But but I agree. She's Scarlett Johansson's Scarlett more Scarlett Johansson is on the, like, around the edges. Just in general, she sounds like she's been beat up a lot. Have you like her voice? <laughs> I'm not sure where to go with that one. <laughs> like it's just her voice. It's just kind of no. Like, she rough. has a, she has a scratchy voice. It's kind of yeah. I like her voice. You know, yeah. that's what I she mean. She sounds like, edgier. Yeah, yeah, no, better. She sounds more like street, a little tougher sound. Yeah, I Emily agree. Blunt. I mean, she she is she could be tough, but it's devil's devil wears Prada tough. Where she's like, have you seen that one? Where she's like mm. the snobbish, snobby little British girl. You know. Yeah. That that yes exactly yeah I like that. But yeah, I mean, I mean, so I think she can do action movies. She's done an action movie I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And that's I like, like her in it. That was her first one too, and she was she looked legit. I mean, yeah. but I don't think for some reason that Black Widow thing is not connecting with me. No, I agree with that. No, she also plays the cello and she sings alto, which I thought was pretty awesome. Is that go. good for you? I used to play the cello and I sing alto. Anyway, um, are we ready to go into takeaways? Mm-hmm. Sure, Nolan, ready, set, go. Ready, set, go. Uh, situations. So, like, these character, this character, Dan, is in a situation he cannot get out. And that's where the 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 interactions come from. Because mm-hmm. in a normal situation, you just, like, leave. <laughs> yeah, like, he, can't, he can't leave. Like, it's a yeah. long drive, and his family would kill him if he did. He can't take his daughters there, you know. And it is something he looks forward to every year, you can mm-hmm. tell from the buildup. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he does like his family, even though he's having a tough time this year. Yeah. <laughs> or every year. Mm-hmm. Because uh, he doesn't normally do a talent, you know. Yeah, they're like, Dan is the only best. one who is exempt. And his wife died four years earlier, so. Right, because, yeah, he would sing and uh, the song he would sing to her for his talent, and he there nobody's going to make him do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but then he does, and he sings it to Marie, and then she falls in love with him for sure and then, put me down as murderer of love which is an amazing <laughs> you are a murderer you are a murderer of love that's a really well delivered line on her part you can tell she's a teenager yeah, love is if she wasn't wait an emotion. love isn't an emotion it's, it's an ability, an ability. and you have one very gifted daughter <laughs> yeah. i love them. i just love the little things so yeah there's fantastic lines in it. anyway continue your takeaway uh, yeah, anyway, that's it. So, like, so they made a plausible situation where it he has to deal with it, and he can't deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he has to be around in a situation that he can't get out of and forces him to deal with something he has not been dealing with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is tone right. is everything? Tone? I'm not talking about the tone, per se. <laughs> I'm talking about the situation. They, they, they set up, you know, this impossible situation for him yeah. to have to work mm-hmm. to get through it. Yeah. You know, because like I said, normally if you're in an awkward situation like that, you'd be like, peace out. 
and you would leave. Yeah. Yep. Um, if it were just the initial thing, but it, they had to go beyond that. Like, why wouldn't he just leave? Well, he's just, you know, he's they did a good job of building the situation to make sense. And it's possible for him to stay in it. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, to go through all of these horrible things. Uh, two, the next part of this is the setup. They they set up this horrible thing yeah. that he has yeah. to they deal with. So they they had the the pre situation right, like his life going into it and Marie, and then they kept him in it in a plausible way, and so the ending feels plausible. The characters mm-hmm. like you know it it's a progression completely through the plot. You know, like the beginning and the end feel like they belong together. Mm-hmm. You don't have to take any right hand turns. Nobody has to act out of character because yeah. like, it feel it feels abrupt when she breaks up with Mitch to Mitch. Yeah, but yeah, not to, to the viewers. But not to the, it makes sense to the You could see it building in her. Yeah, exactly. Mitch was Mitch was very clueless. He he didn't. He could have seen it himself if he'd been paying if he'd attention. Wanted, because other yeah. people noticed, like yeah, mom, the mom and, and dad, you know, and his, his eight year old daughter, ten year old daughter. Really noticed. asked why you're flip flirting, flirting with Marie. I wasn't yeah, flirting. She's not mom, into you, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> well, just don't do it, okay? <laughs> like, she's there's she's no not way into you. she's not into you. <laughs> Which is funny because the whole time he's like, yes, she. Like, yeah. You want to be like, yes, he she couldn't. Is. He couldn't. Tell but he can't her, say that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which just make which just increases the angst. Yeah. You know, for him, and he's just like, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then throws a rock at the <laughs> Everyone else is skipping stones. <laughs> Splash. <laughs> so it's a good setup from from like I said the I guess it's kind of the same point, but they're they're the two points where they, you know, they have the. Bef- his setup to the life up to the point, that point, mm-hmm. and then carrying on from there. So, yeah. like, the the impetus, I guess. We didn't talk about, like, the inciting incident. Which yeah, was the library, for a while. The library meeting, I would say. Yeah, I would agree with it, that. Because that's the thing that makes the story happen. Yeah. It's yeah, just but, the chance yeah, meeting. I've, I've forgotten all about inciting incident. We haven't been using our, our cheat sheet for a while. We haven't. Which is okay. Yeah, if we can have a conversation that's meaningful without it, it's fine. But that is a good point, is, like, that's, you know, and then... And then you're like, they're going to go their separate ways. I mean, he has her phone number. Like, we should talk later and finish this conversation because only I did the talking. Yeah. Um, and she's like, yes, I will. Which means she's interested because she tells him to call her very specifically. Yeah, call, call me or, or don't, don't. But, but call, call me. me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So she's definitely, we know she's definitely interested, but not I would, casually interested. I would say she's more casually interested because she is listening to him. She's interested in him as a person. And she didn't start falling for him until... She didn't fall for him then. It, it, it's not... It was uh, this... She liked it. And she wanted the attention, obviously. And it's she found a... it interesting. But she wasn't, at that point, uh, like attracted to a relationship with them or whatever. But he was. and that's, He was, obviously. That's yeah. her character arc. Is mm-hmm. She was, wasn't looking for something serious. Yeah, or maybe she, she was. Mitch. Actually, she kind of was because, like, when she's asking for a book, she's like, "How do I, you know?" She had these very conflicting two things that she wanted. She wanted yeah. not. She wanted comedy, but she also wanted to be caught up in a romance. Yeah. She wanted to be swept was, off her feet, but she didn't. Yeah, yeah, but that she didn't. You know, so like it was these two things that finally do happen mm-hmm. in the story. Yeah, in real in Ruth Dan in real life. In real life, um, and, and to her in the story, yeah. and that's like her arc. She found that what she was looking yeah. for mm-hmm. in that bookstore. Not just the, she didn't find a book she was looking for. She found the person she was looking for that yeah. could give her the thing she was looking for in a book. Which and she also did get a book. Away from it. And she also did get a book because it was his book. Yeah, well, she also, also did. All she the bought all the books. That he right, but I mean, buy, Mitch gives her his book. His book. And it says good luck in it. <laughs> yeah, Dan's book, and that is also where she finds mm-hmm. that. Because then she realizes <laughs> she that she read him. the whole thing in, a, in the, the, the two or three days. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, you know, there's a lot of levels to how they make that connect, and it's very well expertly done. There you go. All right, Josh, your takeaways? So I'm going to piggyback for one of them off a little bit, one of Nolan's a little bit. Um, the plot doesn't really matter. It's how you tell the story. So this... I, I Well, the plot's very simple. The, the plot in this show is if you just at face value listen to it, you might be like, oh, yeah, that could be good, but it could also be incredibly boring and, and just, like, dumb. Like, some guy meets a girl and finds out that the girl's dating his brother. I don't know. That sounds pretty cool to me. <laughs> I, I mean, obviously, yeah, but, but at the same time, though, like, the only reason why it, it could be good is because of how well they do the storytelling. Mm-hmm. It's, it's they, they, from the very beginning, they set the tone and they do a phenomenal job of building up this this whole situation and it's what makes the plot good like some i feel like there's a lot of stuff where where people rely too heavily on the idea like this idea is so good i have to make sure it's done right well yeah, and, and then everything just, in the story be just becomes a contrivance to push yes, the story towards it's conclusion. it's it's like the classical hero's journey sort of thing is like okay what do i need to have happen to get this hero to want to move here like rather than building believable surroundings and situations it's what pushes the story forward and it's just it's a it's that's I have no idea because I'm not a writer really, but no, that makes it's sense. a difficult it, ball to juggle. Yeah, it is mm-hmm. because they you do have to move the story forward, but you want the characters to move the story forward. Yeah, mm-hmm. not because they have to. Yeah, there's yeah. not a whole lot of plot driven things in this. I mean, them meeting is the only plot driven yeah. thing. If you were to take the plot well, out and of the this, talent show, you know, talent yeah. show. If you were to take the plot out of this, though, it'd still be entertaining to watch. Yeah. The, the way they associate with each other, the way that the surroundings are built, it's an interesting just to watch them interact. And that's what makes the movie, I think, so good, is even the boring parts are really entertaining. Yeah. And then my other takeaway is, um, it's related. It's it's the little details make, have an incredibly strong impact. Like, I, I, I noticed through this entire, this time watching it, there's so many little things that happen that really drive home the feeling they're trying to get you to have. Like Dan is, they're trying to make you realize that Dan's the odd one out. Like the dinner scene, it's so obvious. Everyone just talks over him. Everyone's just kind of ignoring what he's doing. Can I have the corn? And he's, he knows like, <laughs> can I have the corn? Never mind. Anyone else Never mind. I have it. Anyone else wants some of this corn? This corn is like an angel. And that's like, when everyone just, hears him. <laughs> it's just none of the normal stuff. They just really cement the idea that he is alone. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they do it from the beginning of just, they make him so relatable. It's not even funny from when he like gets in the car and he's arguing with his daughters and his stupid seatbelt won't come down. Yes. And just the little things that, that add to the tension and the frustration and the relatability that's just, I guess, really leading into what I mean with this as a takeaway is like, details if matter. you don't pay attention to the little details, you can ruin your story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you well, can miss opportunities this is a to make great, it a bit better. Yeah. Sorry. This is my my takeaway. Sorry, I was going into my takeaways. It was a natural segue. <laughs> um, no, seriously, this is a fantastic example of showing versus telling. Like, they almost do zero telling. Yeah. I mean, sometimes telling is is needed, but in this story, it's not. There's, there's, there's a, a lot of there, showing. There's a lot of scenes with almost no dialogue in it. Yeah, exactly. Where it, or where it's dialogue, but it's like, like when uh, one of his daughters is talking, and it's Dan and Marie in the shower... 
Yeah. Yeah. Because she has and to she's pretend. just talking, talking, but we're just watching them. And we're not it's even how they, to what she's saying. Because what she say doesn't, doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It's not about that. It's about the interaction between those two characters. Like yeah. when he's announcing that he's about, like, to his family, is like one of the only times where it feels like exposition. But it's it's natural because, oh, Dan has an announcement. It's like, yeah. oh, I'm about to be syndicated. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, and like he's, you know, with the kids, life is all about little disappointments. And <laughs> <laughs> he just goes on and on and on. But yeah. there's the Dad, lighthouse. are you okay? <laughs> Everyone asks him if he's okay a lot. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally fine. fine. And it's, it's he's like, not fine. He's, he's not, not fine. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So, um, okay, so this is a good example of, of taking a person of, okay, so a person who falls in love with another person who is. Unavailable. But taken and unavailable, but there's no cheating, you know? And yeah. so I'm like, it's, it's technically no cheating, technically no cheating. They don't do anything they until they kiss. break up. Yeah. I mean, and that's legit. Like, yeah. I mean, that's not cheating. Like it's they went rough. They had a formal breakup with the person, you know, with the person yeah. she was with and yeah, exactly. got with somebody else. Yep. It sucks, yeah. but it's not, it's, it's, it's not cheating. It's, it's not fine. fine. It's, yeah. That's what happens. It's just, there's Fuck. emotions. So it sucks. Yeah. 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 Um, and then that's, that's kind of more of a point rather than takeaway. But if you want like this movie is a great example of characters who are memorable, but aren't necessarily quirky per se. They're just normal family people, you know, so they're not super strong, they, but they're still important. To and the they, plot. they're, they're kind of like two dimensional, but not in a bad way. Like the daughters, each one of them has a, a very role, strong, very specific yeah. Role. one. Yeah. One thing that they have one mm -hmm. personality trait. I mean, they all kind of do to a, to a sense like Mitch is, super like bubbly outgoing bubbly and, outgoing and loves his brother to do a death to think he has absolutely no fault whatsoever yeah he idolizes dan you can and tell that he's probably the, the youngest in the family right mitch i think so yeah and then he there's the like brother-in-law who's all he's there is to just negative say he's just looking at the things. boys that is his future yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good and then the, the unclog the pipe thing and then all the just just that that guy that's his role is he's kind of snarky and the other brother. Yeah, and yeah. there's enough characters because it's a family reunion. They don't need to have multifaceted personalities. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even Marie's really not too much. No, she's not. Mm -hmm. But that's Honestly, okay. She's kind of bland as a character. But she it's okay exists. because Dan yeah, has Dan so much going they, on. The interacts that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. That I mean, if they're just two incredibly strong characters, it would get distracting. Yeah, she has almost no character growth while he has quite a bit of character uh, growth. She does, but we don't really get to see much. The of character it. growth yeah. is. Mitch, I'm not really sure to just holy crap, I'm gonna break up. I mean, because he, of this. she doesn't at the end of the movie, they get married, and yeah. she marries a, a widower with three daughters, uh -huh. yeah. So she's gotta love him, yeah. I mean, it's mm -hmm. it's not a casual again, decision they, that she makes, exactly. And but she lived her, her whole life casually, her. yeah. She but she lived her whole life casually, she, she yeah. travels all the time and never stays tied down, yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. She's definitely getting tied down with this situation, at the yeah, because you can't travel all over the world when you have three daughters that you're trying to get raised you know, exactly. in school and, so it's you know. a it's a what she does a 180 in that perspective yeah that's true but again the focus is not but like, the focus is not delve her. into her exactly. you know? focus, i mean it's dan in real life so it's not marie in real life yeah that pancake scene oh my god every time even <laughs> though they're burnt i still want pancakes i know every time <laughs> and she's so mad at him and she's still in a relationship with mitch i love it it's just it's so fantastic okay viewers or listeners whatever you guys are called you need to go watch that movie it's really awesome if you haven't seen it already it's so good i've seen it like a dozen times and it I never and get bored of it like the two i never get oh bored we of. should do stardust that wouldn't be fun yeah there's plenty we need to do like there's plenty plenty of bajillion of movies that we need to do godzilla yeah which one gamera 
<laughs> we should do like a like a Godzilla thon. You Cam- know, Gamera nineteen ninety five. I have the original nineteen ninety five. Why not? Um, it was very popular in the very nineties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Qu- quintessential nineties TV Fun show. Fact: She's in Parks and Rec. She is. She marries what's his face. I don't remember this. She marries Ron. Ron Swanson, the same actress. What? You guys are spoiling it for me. I've seen it already, and you're spoiling <laughs> it's it. Only the third it's time. just the actress. I mean, if you yeah. don't recognize her, which I didn't, she's blonde. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so if you have any movie requests, um, Patreon people, <laughs> back to my can't talk. Um, yeah, let me know, and we're gonna have Graham uh, Bradley come back on again. That was that was a lot of fun discussing the movie. We should get the four of all four of us in on one, maybe Pacific Rim or something. All right. Anyway, so uh, Nolan, where can people find you? Uh, at Art with Nolan on Instagram. Instagram. Josh, two places: my website joshuakpearson.com and the Midnight Stroll Podcast. Yeah, Midnight Stroll Podcast. By the way, listeners, if you like comedy and politics, you're going to get a lot of politics from that one. Yeah, we were not planning on it being super political, but they're so easy to talk about. It's true, uh, but it's really funny. I actually enjoy listening to it. It's Josh and his roommate Nathan, and they are two single guys, so it's kind of interesting to hear their take on things. But it's We've fun. Had a lot of stuff out of it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, you can find me on the BookBub Promotions and More group, or I was just going to say, or on this podcast. Um, let's see. Uh, Andrea at selfpublishedstrong.com and um, Patreon. We have Patreon. Multiple. We have lots of different places. I, I should pick one and plug one every week instead of doing all of them because yes. I, well, I'll forget whatever. Anyway, okay, so we'll talk to everyone later. Bye. 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 Bye.